Hi, I am so excited about what you're about to encounter. This, my friend, is a place where purpose and destiny collide. I want to welcome you to Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr., a father, an apostolic leader, Maxwell Leadership Certified Team Member. I'm a board certified advanced life coach and master mental health coach. At the end of the day, I am a builder and I'm here to help you build. We are about to embark on a journey of discovery and wholeness, getting on track with God's original plan for your life. During our times of conversation, we will talk about discovering who you were meant to be, removing and overcoming obstacles and barriers, and fulfilling your assignment and making your impact in this earth. According to 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, whoever or whatever has been born of God overcomes this world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. My friend, hear me tell you, you are born of God. That means you were created to overcome. You are an overcomer. Would you do me a favor before we start? Subscribe to Conversation with Chris on Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, CPN Shows, or wherever you listen. And also tell your family, tell your friends and your neighbors to join in with Conversations with Chris. Let's change our world one conversation at a time. Don't forget, subscribe, share, and let's start the journey with this new episode. See you at the end of this episode. Well, welcome to Conversations with Chris. I am Christian T. Howell Sr., your author, your life coach, your mental health coach. Hey, I'm your friend and I'm coming alongside you to have this real relevant conversation. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your busy scheduled day. I know you have a million things that are pulling at you, your time, your energy, your attention. I am grateful that you decide to stop and have this conversation with me. Listen, before we begin, do me a favor. Can you subscribe to the channel, download, share, reach out, and let everyone know that Conversation with Chris is back up and running, and we're going to have our real relevant and practical conversations. I promise you, as usual, this will be riveting and life-changing. Hear me. These conversations are not just meant to be had between you and I. My goal is that it start a dialogue with you and others around you, that the conversation keeps going and we grow through our interaction. Listen, we're not going to be overly deep, but I do want to share my heartbeat and what I believe is something that's near and dear, but I'm seeing it on a large scale. All right. So make sure you share, subscribe, download. Um, you can always email me if you need to. Um, c Howell at overcomersmovement.org. That's c Howell 
at overcomersmovement.org or Christian at christiantihow.com. I love your feedback. Hit me on social media. Uh, just be careful what you send. You might see it in front of everyone. Um, but if there are other topics that you'd like to discuss, questions you have, I will gladly take them. We'll pray about them, and we will see if it makes the conversation with Chris. But just do me a favor. Make sure you engage and share. All right? So today, our conversation will be really a tricky and maybe a turbulent subject, but I think it's time that we chat about it, and it is our prophetic conversations, misuse or abuse. That's right. We're going to talk about the prophetic misuse or abuse now as we get started i can feel their big tension but this is not directed towards anyone this is not about anyone this is just what i observe and discern on a large level and i want us to have real conversation about it let me explain to you some of the subtle differences between misuse and abuse and let's see if we can make this very practical Let's use something as common as the drug Tylenol. Tylenol is extremely beneficial. Tylenol can break fevers. It can reduce headaches. It can reduce pains. It was created to solve problems. It was created for a purpose. And when used appropriately, Tylenol is an amazing thing. But Tylenol has a, 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 a label a, a, a prescription and direction that says here's how it's most beneficial when you do it this way or use it this way you get great benefits it also has warnings attached to it that's the same with our prophetic conversations Tylenol will tell you depending on the dosage take two depending on your height weight age every four to six hours until symptoms subside or you hit a certain number now that's a very generic description but let's just go with that for now now that means that the creator of tylenol has measured the most effective way and impactful way you can get benefit is by following these guidelines however once you become so comfortable with tylenol have you ever noticed there's some people who take two or maybe take three every three hours maybe every four hours sometimes it's because there is such discomfort or sometimes they've just built up a tolerance and so they just don't follow the script as often and as a uh, uh, detailed prescribed that my friend is a simple definition of misuse it is simply not using it appropriately. It is they're they're not trying to hurt themselves. They're not trying to harm themselves. They may even not knowingly. They may even unintentionally. They may not read the label, and so they'll take three, um, or they'll take four, uh, uh, but it's not used in the manner that it was prescribed. That's misuse at a very basic and practical definition. But then there are some people who because of the way they feel and their attempt to navigate their feelings, their symptoms, their attempt to uh, uh, alter what's going on in their body, they will intentionally 
take more or less than the way it was created. So they'll pop six Tylenols at a time or four every four hours. And, and, and Tylenol has a limit on it that says it, we deem that if you take so many milligrams of Tylenol a day, it could cause kidney damage. Um, but for whatever reason, the people who do this, their goal is intentional. They're not, it's not a mistake. It is not an oversight. They're intentionally using Tylenol in a way that the manufacturer and creator did not intend for it to happen. That, my friend, is abuse. This is clear. We're going to label the difference between misuse and abuse are motives and intention. So stick with me. We got a good ways to go. We have to get there quickly. Uh, 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 the difference between misuse and abuse, we're going to simply say, is motive and intention. So you can unintentionally misuse something, but rarely do you abuse anything uh, without knowing it. It's a choice. It's something you're intentionally doing. Well, my friend, that's the same with the prophetic. There are times when we have uh, people won't call themselves a prophet and not all people who prophesy are prophets. Of course, you know this. And so they will have prophetic conversations. And for the lack of my understanding and for the lack of my clarity, uh, they just sometimes release information prematurely in the wrong tone, the wrong choice of words, and it may seem like misuse. But then there's some people who intentionally withhold a part of information or release information to get you to take action that they deem appropriate. Misuse versus abuse. Now, hear me when I say this, and I want to be very, very clear. Um, there's nothing wrong with having prophetic conversations. We need the voice of God. My life has been upgraded, has been changed, has been corrected. It has been advanced all because of clarity in hearing the voice of God. It has made a world of a difference. As a matter of fact, I become a little lost when I don't know the voice, the will, or the plan of God. That's his heartbeat. And so I believe we need to hear clearly what the Father wants us to do concerning our lives. I believe in that. Thank God for the gift of prophecy, for the spirit of prophecy, and for the office, the, those who are called and work and full-time reside in that realm of being a prophet. But my challenge becomes when we have conversations and people uh, 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 use this phrase. Here's the catchphrase. They say, I believe God wants me to tell you. That may be true. Uh, the Lord is telling me. That's, that could be true. Uh, I really feel like God wants you to know this. That may be true. But their intention or the motive why it's being said, it clearly tells you whether we're going to be not even accurate or not, but whether this is healthy or unhealthy conversation. Oftentimes, people have been trained that we don't fight or dispute God. So it, it appears that when someone says, God says, that that's a catch-all phrase that says, don't dispute, don't disagree, don't ask questions, just go along with what I'm telling you. 
and it's God. All right. But if we be just a little more noble, have a little more integrity, a little more fortitude, let, let's make sure we understand the scripture that even not just our prophetic messages in church, but our prophetic conversations in Walmart still fit the litmus test and, and, and not become abused. So remember over in 1 Corinthians 14, 3, Paul writes to the church and he says the basic guidelines, the basic parameters or the basic boundaries for the gift and the realm of the prophetic, the basic. Now, he didn't say this is all it can do, but the basic safe boundaries are edification, exhortation, and comfort. He says they can lift up, uh, this thing can build up, this thing can cheer up, you know, it can warn you. But at no point in time did he say that the conversation forces you. The conversation should not control you. It, it may compel you, but it doesn't take ownership of you. Well, I, I maybe you're asking, give me some practical examples of what that may look like. Uh, how, how is this clearly different? Well, let me give you an example. I'm talking with my brother, and my brother um, is asking me about certain career move or certain person is going to date. And if my brother's listening and watching, I'm not saying anything. I'm just using a good example because I know you love me and I love you. All right. So when he asked me, I really believe that I have the heartbeat of God and what God and the message God wants me to relate to my brother. And so whether I say, thus says the Lord, or I say, I believe God wants you to know or I begin to communicate. I simply tell him what I believe to be a accurate message from God. It's not my opinion. It's a heartbeat of father, which makes the conversation more prophetic in nature because I am having a conversation and releasing the heartbeat, the mind, the intent, the desires of God to another person. So this conversation is now prophetic. Now, if I use the wrong tone, Maybe I misuse, it's misused. If I use the wrong choice of words, that that could be misused. Um, if I pick the wrong timing, let, let's leave that in the realm of misuse. All that could be a misuse of my, the realm of the prophetic. Here's what becomes abuse. When I tell him and give him more information that makes him make movement or action that God isn't clearly requiring. Oh, that what does that look like? Well, we're talking about uh, a job, and I believe he's to have a job at a hospital. Um, and I say this is, you know, this is the job, and this is what it looks like. And unless God give me clarity on when, how, then I may be revealing my motive when I add extra information to it. This is where it's going to get good. Just stick with it for a few more minutes. Because at the heart of it, remember, is motives or intent. So if God wants to give the information, he gives the information, which is his heartbeat. But God does not push. He does not force. He does not start uh, uh, demanding and so 
Um, he doesn't start manipulating. He doesn't start putting guilt, shame, uh, 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 any of that stuff that is from a wrong place of motive. That is not misuse. That's abuse. Hear me. That is abuse because when we start putting our emotions, our will, our timetable, then our motive and intentions are to make something happen the way we want it to and not necessarily the way God wants it to or in his timing. So my brother's dating someone and um, I believe this is the right person or I believe it's not the right person. Um, a telltale sign of misuse versus abuse, hear me when I say this, is a lack of clarity. I'm almost where I want us to be today. The lack of clarity because according down further in 1 Corinthians 14, round verse 33, Paul has to tell the people that God is a God of order. He's decent order. He is not the author of confusion. Confusion and clarity cannot exist in the same message. They come from different sources. Confusion uh, 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 comes in through through chaos, through through through. Um, well, you you get what I'm saying about that. And so, anytime there's confusion. We've left the clarity that the word of God would actually bring. And so when I when I finished talking to my brother, he's scratching his head and saying, should I date her or should I not? Should I work in this job? Should I not? Um, it is, I, I don't really know. My friend, the voice of God never brings confusion because God is not the author. He cannot initiate. He cannot originate. He cannot function in confusion and chaos. So anytime, this is a telltale sign when you start understanding whether this conversation is clearly of God or not, look for clarity or confusion. Make yourself a note. Healthy prophetic conversations always bring clarity. Unhealthy ones always bring confusion. You can miss something and still leave people in a clear place. But if it's abuse, it will always breed Confusion. Let, let, let me give you a, another litmus test. When motives are pure, they can be... Listen, you must learn to test and try motives. How do you test and try motives? I'm glad you asked me. Ask questions. Listen, when a person motives are clear, questions are healthy. But when motives are unclear, intentions are impure, questions seem to be as challenges or defiance and they're met with swift resistance because there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking your heavenly father questions so what does this look like what does this sound like how does this feel because if God is speaking you ask questions he'll give more information and if they don't have the information they freely say I don't know that part because their heart is pure, their motives are pure, and it leaves you with a moment of clarity, and it tells you where you must pick up and ask God. But when a person's motives are unclear, uh, 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 their hearts are not pure, their intentions are not uh, uh, murky, they're, they're kind of murky and, and distorted, they feel confronted because they thought when they said it was spiritual that because they invoke the name of God or the thought of God, that you would just go along with it. 
Well, my friend, what child can never ask their father questions? That's a heartbeat of communication is to get clarity. If we can't get clarity, then we shouldn't communicate. Sometimes it's a lack of maturity, and I will grant that to you, that sometimes we've not understood the difference when it's time to say something or pray about something. Every time we get a message, we have to get some maturity and fortitude to say, Lord, is this something you want me to say? Or is this something you want me to pray about? Either way, it will have impact because mature people who have prophetic conversations or function in that gift or in that office, they understand most of their work is done by talking regardless. They don't have to talk to the person, but they can pray. Either way it goes, it involves communication. But I want you to take note, if the conversation does not bring clarity, if it leaves you confused, if it leaves you condemned, if it leaves you guilty, if it leaves you uh, uh, in a desolate place, a dark place, then my friend, it is not a conversation from God in a healthy manner. The message may have started accurately. It may have started with the intent and the heart of the Father. But somewhere along the way, somebody's motives got twisted, and now we started trying to exercise and execute authority to move people in our timing, in our belief, and now we have slipped into abuse. I'm not saying everyone is doing this. I'm not saying this is running rampant. I'm not saying this is across the board. As a matter of fact, there are more people doing it healthy than there are not. But in my counseling practice, in my coaching practice, in my ministry capacity, I found myself spending a great deal of time trying to weed through the clutter of people's lives that really the weeds were sown and the seeds were sown during prophetic conversations where they walked away feeling baffled and not clear. My friend, God is not the author of confusion. He wants you to know his thoughts, his mind, his will, his purposes, and his plans for your life. Why would he leave you in the dark when he is the author and the finisher of your faith? So maybe we should really put a pause and say, hey, let me do a little more digging here. Because unbeknownst to many people, the words we speak, their spirit and their life, our words are changing destinations, directions. They're setting things in motion. Sometimes we've all been guilty. We didn't know that we left a person confused and they tolerated it. But let's get some integrity. Let's get some fortitude. And let's first start asking, should I say this or pray about this? Let me ask God questions when I believe I hear something or get an accurate message. God, is there more to it? Let, let me pray over it for a little while. A prophetic word does not rot. It has a long shelf life. It doesn't rot. It's the mind of God. It does not rot. It will not, it will not spoil because you wait a few extra minutes or a day and ask God for clarity or to make sure that you have the right message. Come along with maturity. But my friend, there is a subtle slight movement 
It's not always uh, 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 charismatic witchcraft. Sometimes, well, in an essence, it may be, but their technology has changed. They're still saying this is from God, but somewhere in the way, they're trying to move you or either withhold information. Now, let me say this so we can get off this conversation today. Did you know that withholding vital information is just as confusing as not giving it? Let me say that again. Withholding vital information is just as confusing and frustrating as not getting any of the information. Do you know how frustrating it is to get a partial message from God, but we don't have the courage, the fortitude, or the integrity to give the full message? Give me an example. This is not you. This is not me. This is a very simple example. They don't believe the person you're dating is healthy. So they come up to you and tell you, um, I, I, be careful. Um, there are snakes around you. There are witches around you. Be careful. There are traps all around you. Well, my God, if I'm not careful, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be paranoid. I'm tiptoeing and walking on eggshells. Uh, uh, um, I'm losing sleep, man. You, you, you've put me. You, you, you've thrust me to a dark cloud. When all the while you really should have told me, I believe the person you're entangled in, 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 in with, the person who you're engaging, is unhealthy for you. But withholding a little bit of information, man, that is still. Do, do you understand why we got to be more careful of our conversations? Because words change lives. That's what I want to tell you. Words change lives. Misuse, it's going to happen. We're human, you're going to make mistakes. But let your discernment kick in. Check and try the motives. Ask clarifying questions. God is never offended when you ask. If they have integrity, they'll give you the answer or they'll tell you maybe we should pray because I don't have that piece of information. Either way it go, you'll feel refreshed, you'll feel edified, built up, you'll feel exhorted, you'll feel lifted or even worn with some specifics or you'll feel cheered up. And my friend, that's a conversation all of us need to have. So all I'm asking you at the end of this, let's steward our words wisely. Be careful that you're not a victim or a perpetrator of misuse or abuse. We're going to break the cycle and we're going to have healthy conversations. Hey, let's talk about this. Don't just hear me out. Give me your thoughts, your feedback. Tell me what you believe to be true. If you think I'm off, come on. That's part of our integrity. Let's talk about it. But I am Christian T. Howard Sr. I'm with Overcomers Movement. You just had a great episode with Conversation with Chris. See you on the next episode. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Conversations with Chris podcast. If you like what you heard today, you can visit www com for more information concerning books, blogs, 
information on spiritual growth and development, and even some of the services we provide, such as coaching, therapy, and deliverance sessions. Also, you can find more information about all that we do at www.overcomersmovement.org. Listen, we are everywhere on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Apostle Chris or look for Overcomers Movement. Look, I enjoyed this time with you today. Before we leave, please take a moment at the end and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If this session has been valuable to you, please share it with a friend, spread the word, tell them that Conversations with Chris is happening every week. Listen, our hearts are for you. You are born of God. You are an overcomer. You have the victory, and we'll see you next week. Take care.